This is a Need 10 Media production. Welcome aboard, my friend. It's Nate Kleber again in this episode. I get to introduce you to Alex Boylan. This is a name you may have heard if you're a fan of The Amazing Race. So that goes back a little bit, but his career adventure has been involved in quite a few different projects in show business. And one of his latest, latest projects is something I want to uh, spend a chunk of time discussing. And it's the uh, a video production, uh, Amazon Prime production of College Tour. And there's uh, a lot of different opportunities to, to be where you're at and see what a college experience looks like. Uh, but again, on this show, we get to talk to people that uh, have jobs or involved in careers and pathways that people may not necessarily be uh, interested or not necessarily uh, uh, aware of what they are or what the pathways to get there are. So that's uh, we're going to dig that a little bit in the start here with Alex. But Alex, welcome to That's a Job podcast. Yeah, well, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, first thing I want to ask on this show, and I ask of everybody, uh, let's take you back to, to 18 years of age. Where did you think you were going when you left high school? What was the pathway you thought you were setting yourself up to do? Yeah, you know, I, I have a really interesting story when it comes to that. So when I was young, I, I didn't know. Honestly, I just wanted to play soccer in college. That was probably the biggest thing for me. And I knew I wanted, I, I grew up in Boston and I knew I wanted to go to school in warm weather. So those are the two variables. Um, and I chose the major international business just because uh, I like to travel. And so those are the very, very simple minded thoughts that came in my head and how I chose Jackson University, which is one of the best decisions I ever made. But interestingly enough, like I grew up, my father was a pastor. So I didn't have, I didn't have money growing up, to be honest. And so money was a, so I just thought I had to get in a business. And so I did, chose a business degree because I thought that was the best way to actually make money. And I realized quickly that was not the world, I wouldn't say the business world, but you know, a corporate business job sitting behind a desk, which my first job was a market analyst. It was not for me. And it really was the amazing race that it, that showed me. I Now I'm racing around the world and I'm seeing these travel producers do a job. And I'm like, wait a second, that's a job. I got to do that. And that was when the <laughs> light bulb went off for me. And I kind of figured out my path and my journey. So uh, you get through there and it, it, what, what drew you to the amazing race? How long had that show been around before you got involved and then opened your eyes to that whole other world? that you maybe weren't even thinking about getting involved in? Yeah, well, I'm certainly going to age myself now. But, you know, this <laughs> is over 20 years ago. And if you can remember that summer, is it the summer 2001? Anyway, when Survivor came out. You remember that? I mean, for, for the younger oh, yeah. audience, they don't understand this. But at that point in time, Survivor was such a game changer for television. We'd never seen real people doing real stuff. Um, and so I was, I, I became addicted to Survivor. So I, I was into that show. And then I just happened to be home with my best buddy I grew up with in Boston uh, for the summer. We're watching that show. And then a pop-up came on my computer. It was like race around the world on the amazing race. So when I applied to get on the amazing race, there was no amazing race. <laughs> you didn't know what you were signing up for. The only idea you kind of had in the back of your head was the survivor. It was the way I guess I probably thought about it. it was like, oh, this is survivor, but includes travel, which I love. So uh, that was it. Unfortunately, got on the show. Yeah. You know, for what people see, even back then, I can imagine it's, it's somewhat similar nowadays in, in looking at reality TV. But you probably spent a lot of time with those people that we didn't see you know, that uh, are behind the scenes and you get to see what those, those jobs are, the work was, 
what stood out to you? I, I guess, yeah, I guess talk through that life of, of having people following you around doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for the amazing race, there's a thousand people hired around the world. So when you think about, there's a lots of different jobs in the world of entertainment that goes to, there's line producers who are just dealing with the money. Those are like really accountants for the, for the show business. There's location people, there's safety people, there's medical people. There's, so there's so many different layers of what makes a television production. It really is a small business is probably the best way to look at it. Uh, but for me personally, it was the field producers. Let's call them the travel producers. And those are the ones that are following around, following the, not that there's only an amazing race. There's a camera guy and there's a sound guy, right? So those are the only, I shouldn't say guy, the girls too, but there's two people that are following each team on a, on a day-to-day basis. Once in a while, you're going to run into, we, we had roadblocks and detours and you had these different places where there's bigger collective production people around. But behind those scenes are the producers and they're the ones trying to get intel from the camera guys, right, that are out there. What is the story? What is happening with this team? So when you do hit a pit stop, they're the ones asking you questions and they're really formulating the story on paper for when that production goes into what's called post-production when they edit it. And so those, that was the job that I just gravitated towards. Like, who are these people falling around, asking me all these questions, trying to figure out what's, you know, what's the nitty gritty that's happening with Chris and Alex's story overall, aside from the challenges of trying to navigate yourself around the world. And I just thought, it was, honestly, I thought it was so cool. I'm like, this, I, this doesn't even seem like a, you know, they always say, you know, find your passion. You'll never work a day in your life. And it's so true. I've been, I'm a living example of that. And that I was just watching these people travel around, do this job. And I just thought it was so exciting that that took a 180 degree turn in my life. That was it. I was, I was packed my bags, moved to Los Angeles. Is like, I got to figure out how to be a travel producer because that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. That was my question. It's like, you saw this and I want to do that. How did you figure it out? I, I imagine it came down to a lot of uh, connections, conversations, things like that. It's not just, hey, you should go take this producer class yeah. and get this producer certificate, and then you're going to be a producer. There's more to it than that. Absolutely. You know, and I think this is, it's, it's you know, I, I think the show business or entertainment business is similar to being an entrepreneur. You don't know what's, there's no exact path. I mean, and I shouldn't say that. There are specific you could go get an internship at a studio or a network like CBS or Amazon and be getting that corporate structure. That is one approach. There's a lot, I mean, there's hundreds of different types of producers out there. And so for me, I didn't know enough. So to me, it was, I think it was like the bravery, the eyes wide open and the bravery to move to Los Angeles and figure it out and just get in the mix. It's like, you know, it's the old classic saying, just show up. And you'll figure it out. And so for me, that's what it was. It was pounding the pavement, willing to take any job. Those early days in Los Angeles are not easy. I can remember like it was yesterday. And it was just, you know, really it's looking for a crack in a door. Like my first job was casting. I, and I didn't even know what casting really did. And But it was a job and they're willing to pay for it. And that would pay my bills. So that's how I got my start. And then, um, and then you know, once from there. Well, how, did just, the, how did that come up when you look at casting? Was it like, you were looking for something and someone's like, well, we've got this casting thing and you're like, I yeah, I'll do it. Was yeah. it like that? Yeah, kind of. Well, the casting, there was a lady by the name of Lynn Spillman. She ran pretty much all the casting for CBS back in those days. 
and I didn't, it's not like, I, I mean, I, I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts. And so I, not like I had any relationships out in Los Angeles, but when I came out, I called her and was like, Hey, what would you, you know, where, where do I start? How do I get a job? And of course I'm, I'm going to the trades, just trying to find a job. And she knew another friend of hers that was doing this other show that they needed kind of boots on the ground to show up at bars and restaurants and on the street and look for a certain type of people for their show. And now, you know, I went over there and, you know, and, uh, and, and got the job. And so that was, that was it. And I, you know, just start learning kind of on the fly. And I think that's very, that, that, that happens a lot in production. You know, people get hired based on their, their hustle to a certain extent. Is this person going to show up? Are they going to work hard? It's long hours, always looks more glamorous than it is. Um, those are typically the type of the people that, you know, I look to hire to this day. I think I was that young kid that was just, Hey, I'm here. I'll show up. I'll work hard. What do you need me to do? And, and understand you're just beginning, uh, beginning your journey as a producer. Well, in, in today's environment and, and the way workforce is, and it really is uh, an employee's market uh, right now, just because there's so many opportunities out there. But when you get into showbiz, I got to think that quite has not uh, evolved that it, uh, there's, there's still probably plenty of people out there that are trying to get into show business, whether it's as a production uh, behind the camera or, or in front of the camera, you know, from your standpoint now, are you seeing that? I, I guess I'm getting into maybe more of a work ethic conversation uh, with the people you're seeing. Are you seeing some of that tenacity, some of that get after it of, yeah, I, I will do whatever you need me to do. Are you seeing that? A hundred percent. We see it. Yeah. I think uh, it's funny. I was just talking as a, on, on the college tour, there's a, there's a, a young girl who uh, moved. We have a studio in, in Orlando where a lot of our brick and mortar and our, our teams out of and works with this company called adrenaline films. Anyways, young girl right out of college, the opportunity came, but she had to move to Orlando, Florida away from her family. She didn't know anyone down there. And, uh, but it was an opportunity to get on as a PA, which a lot of times your first job will be, which, which is a production assistant. And in that role, you pretty much just doing whatever someone needs you to do, whether that's running coffee or, you know, messaging something, some, something to someone. And, you know, now she is, uh, she's probably a year into this and she's, you know, directing, she's a director of photography on episodes. So that happened in a year, but that took the bravery for her to make a move to go where the job was and work really hard, learn quick. And um, so, yeah, I think those, you know, I think it's just any, every generation is the same. There's some people that are willing to risk it and go for it and just have a passion and excitement for what they're doing. And, you know, some that don't, and usually the ones that, that work hard and give that, it's an old cliche, but it's true. The ones who work hard will rise to the top. Yeah. You know, that, that's the question you get this, you say this generation, you know, that people are out there, whatever you want to, whatever generation you want to talk about, if it's a millennial or a Y or whatever generation we're on now, uh, that say they don't have that work ethic, but, you know, I feel like maybe the, 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 the lady you're talking about, you know, she maybe saw a pathway, saw some support in, in the opportunity. But as you were talking there, I'm sitting here thinking what you have done is you've given somebody a position to start creating some relationships. And that that's what show business is about, right? It's about building the relationships and building that trust to find some opportunity. Yeah. And, and you know, entertainment business, show business, it's not for everyone. Right. And just because there's a lot that goes into trying to navigate this space, it is it is not for everyone. But for the people that genuinely love it, it's it's amazing. You'll never feel like you work. I I still 45 years into well, 25 years into this business. 
And I still feel so blessed to be in it. I work harder today than I did when I was, you know, 22 years old, just getting involved into it. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'm not whatever generation you are. It's like I just feel like hard work will be noticed. And this is a business that needs hard work. And I so if you're if someone's out there and you're looking to get off the clock at five o'clock every day, and that's totally fine. Right. And there's nothing against that. Right. And entertainment right. business is probably not the right because you're probably going to be if the job needs you there on the weekends, you're going to be there on the weekends. If the jobs you're shooting till nine o'clock at night, you're shooting till nine o'clock at night. So that's just the way this industry works. It's not so much, um, you know, set schedule. This is, you're going to be your time off. And these are your, you know, unless you're more on the studio or network front, if you're in the production, you're, you're almost in these waves, right? You're in these certain times where you're working 24 seven, other times it might lighten up a little bit. And so it's, it's not the, standard job that I think a lot of different industries have out there. Well, I work with like a, high, a lot of high school students and college students and their parents. And we talk about, you know, what is life after high school and where are things going? And, and one of the productions that I really want to get into that, that, uh, you know, fast forward uh, to now that you have got this, uh, this, this uh, opportunity out there for these people that I just talked about to see college campuses. What was the impotence of that? To, to start something like this, to, to showcase that world uh, for people? Yeah. Absolutely. Great question. So, you know, two and a half years ago, my niece, she's from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. She's given one trip to go take a look at college campuses. And so her mom, my sister, they come down and stay with me here in Los Angeles. And as an uncle, taking her around, checking out all the different schools. And then, you know, like anyone, you know, her age. But did they bring like, any oh, line? Did they bring any line and kugels with you or not? Did they they didn't, and I, you know, you? I okay. need to fix that for next next time. It's a great correlation there. Uh, so yeah, so um, after that, I started helping navigate it online, and just it's hard to figure out where to go to college. There's thousands of colleges, lots of different variables to think about, and trying to navigate that space is not only time consuming, but it's costly. The average co- college trip for a family outside of there is twenty five hundred dollars. So it's only a small percentage of you know, families out there that can even afford to go take a look at these colleges in, in general. So the light bulb went off. Higher education just needs its own television series. And so we set off on a mission to tell each one of those stories. And the best part is that, you know, each episode tells the story of one university, college or university. And that whole episode is told through the lens of real current students. You know, so these are real students going to school there. These are their real stories. I think that's what's, you know, the uh, what's making the show so successful and so relatable to these younger students because they're going to get an idea of what location is interest me. What major should I be thinking about? What's the culture or vibe of a university? You know, you got you got anywhere. You know, you, you, you there's so many different types of schools out there from trade to community college to four four uh, four year schools to where do you want to go? So I think the college tour is just doing um, a great job at bringing these stories into the homes of millions of Americans around the country. So are you working with the colleges? You're working with the schools to try and get this on that, that they're working with you or you're seeking out some universities to go see? It's a, it's a collaboration. Our partnership team is always looking for great, great, you know, institutions to tell great stories. And there's obviously a lot that goes into making an episode television, you know, just so the audience says that's a six month process from we're going to make this episode all the way to the episode is done. So there's a lot of work that goes in, but it's a, full collaboration with the institution from day one we become almost like a family and because it's not like the college tour walks in it's like oh this is the story 
of your university, we have to listen, you know, to find out their, their culture, their vibe. And we, we, we go at this show just like we go after any show that we create. And, um, you know, we got to cast students, you know, you got to figure out what, what are the, what are the stories that, that are, that are going to be best told about this university? And then what are the students and their personal stories that's going to relate to those? And you just got to start marrying those two together. And, you know, we're working with regular 18, 19, 20 year olds who have never been on camera before. So from media training to, um, to, to all, all the different aspects of production, but it's, um, it, the best part is, 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 is how it's helping this next generation figure out where to go to school. That's the best part. We actually just created a class recently to help with high schoolers and their parents. Like, take this class. It's for free. Everything on the college tour is for free. Watch it on Amazon or on the college tour.com or our app. But now there's actually a class that can kind of help you start thinking about how to think about going to college. So when you got into this and, and, that first school uh, that you uh, toured, what, what did you really learn? Was there some things that all of a sudden you uncovered about institutions or that process that maybe you hadn't planned when you were beginning production and, and how has that changed to, to the ones you visit now and showcase? It's a great question. You know, it's interesting. You can go watch episode one, which is Fort Lewis college in Durango, Colorado, really cool school in the mountains. It's awesome and go look at the latest school that's out there. The, the good part is that the format that we figured out is still the same format. So you're watching the same show of how we put together. Now, how we make that show, how we make the episode has definitely evolved because you just, you know, in the, in the, in the business, in the entertainment business, you never know what's going to work with a show idea. And so, the, you know, this started off, it was just a few, which is very common. But start off, it's a handful of people that are part of this project. My producing partners, Lisa Hennessy, Burton Roberts, and Mike Murray, us four kind of came together. And then there was a couple more key team members that we brought on to help get this going. And now there's 65 people on the team. So uh, there's a very streamlined process through that. You know, we, we call it almost like a show Bible. Um, and it's, all, it's almost like the roadmap to how do you make an episode from what are we talking to the school one week, week two, week three, week four, we have it dialed. You know, the production process is extremely dialed in now, which back in those days, you know, those early days, you're figuring all that stuff out. But the end result always came out to be 10, you know, half hour episode, 10 students, 10 great stories being told. Or if it's an hour episode, it's 20 students, 20 great stories being told. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got a daughter that's a sophomore in college right now, and all the materials that come in either through mail or through email or whatever it is, you know, their junior, senior year. Uh, a lot of them start to look the same after a while. How do, how do you differentiate that other than this place is in the Midwest, this one's in the mountains, this one's maybe on some water, this one's cold, this one's hot, but there's still a college and a lot of, the, a lot of similarities in it. How do you keep those episodes different? And, and uh, you know, how, does that, how have you seen that influence uh, some decisions from some students that you've heard from? It's, it's such a great question. It's funny. We've heard this before from people that would take college, in-person college tours. And, you know, after the third college, they're like, wait for it. We know it's about to come next, right? So it's almost like this right. choreographed dance that would happen. And I can understand why and how that happens. What's unique about the college tour is that, once again, it's real students and it's really their stories, and we are so stickler on that and not letting either ourselves 
or for that matter, the universities mess with that formula too much. And the reason why, I mean, down to the point of, okay, this, we're going to tell this story. I'm just going to use athletics as a generic, you know, idea here, but athletics, right. And we're going to tell this student's story about athletics. The first thing that that gets done on our end in production is you got to write a script because now after the script is written, we're going to make that script come alive, right? With both student on camera talking and B-roll and all that. How do we bring this story to life? That's our job. That first draft of that script is written by the student who's cast it. And we've never bended on that whatsoever because it'd be so easy. It'd be much easier if like we have our internal script writer or someone, you know what I mean? Just, hey, let's bang this out. This is what we want to say but then it's not authentic then it's not real. And so we do that on purpose to this day to make sure the student owns it because when it's a real student and you compound a real student telling their real authentic story and you compound that by many different stories being told within an episode, what are you getting? You're getting an authentic look at that culture. You're getting an authentic look at that vibe and all these intangible things that you're probably not going to get, you, you, it might be tough to get from the college, you know, an actual in-person tour or, you know, really hard to get from a website. And so I think that's what differentiates. So if you watch Columbia College, Chicago, watch that episode and feel like that's a progressive university in downtown Chicago. And the vibe of that is very different to, let's say, Asbury University, which is a small Christian conservative school in Kentucky. Right. And so it's like, those are two different places meant for two different types of people that are going to want to go there. And I think it's so if you, when you watch the episodes, whether you're, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I want to work in aerospace, Florida tech might be a great example. Why? Because it's in Melbourne, Florida. They've had the oldest association with NASA of any university out right. there, but it's small. It's in this location. That's what they focus on. So that's, what's fun about the college tour that you can just sit back, you know, on your couch, watch the show, tour the country and get a real sense. And hopefully that can either help you make a decision for college or where am I, you know what? I want to go check that one out in person. I'm going to go really feel it, you know, feel that university by going, taking a trip out there. Well, that's one thing too, is yeah, you think I'm never going to Asbury, but if you start watching something about it and you start learning more about culture and offerings, things like that, it can maybe open the eyes to, uh, uh, to a student or, or a parent or, or, or a counselor even. Uh, yeah, I mean, I gotta I can ask. go on and on with that. I mean, it's oh, like sure. it's, it's never ending because it's like Delaware Valley University. It's it's about an hour outside of Philadelphia, maybe less, in this picture perfect town called outside Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And then they're like an ag school too, so they have like you know there's farming going on. It's just it's such a cool small university, um, one that was never on our radar. And how do you compare that to you know? Baylor that's in Waco, Texas, or Arizona State, which is a massive university in Tempe, Arizona with four different campuses. And so, you know, each one of these institutions, I mean, we are blessed in America to have so many incredible institutions. There's no place on the planet that is what we have in our backyard here. And so just the, if anything, it's overwhelming. And hopefully that's the show is helping, um, you know, helping make it more palatable for these young kids. Well, You've thrown out some institution names that people aren't necessarily going to 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 think of or even know what they are, but you did mention earlier on when you're looking at the stories you find and and you as a producer standpoint you're like that's the story I want to hear. It, it sounds like you have maybe had some challenges from maybe university or college public relations or the president's office that says no that's not the story we want to tell. Have you had some of that of of saying no this is authentic to to keep it authentic? 
Uh, you know, not, real? not really. I think, I mean, I think we're, we're, it's full collaboration. And, and once again, you know, we're making an episode of television and college tours, just like making any other episode out there. You start with this blank canvas, right? Sure. And, and no one really, and, and the goal, collective goals for us all to see the same movie, to see the same episode in our head before we're on campus filming, right? And so every week we have meetings with that university going through all the different steps of production. And I, I use the example all the time. It's like, imagine putting another coat of paint on it. And soon after you just kind of go through the process, it shows itself to all of us. And so, you know, for us, it's, you know, we're, once again, when we, when we start down with Arizona state, let's just maybe use ASU as an example, we're not saying, Oh, you got to do something on athletics. You know, it's more them saying, Hey, you know what? We really want to talk about this, you know, this internship program that we do abroad. It's really cool. It's new. Okay. That's awesome. Then we try to match that with casting and find the right story to tell that. So it's, it's a full collaboration. And, you know, after we've filmed 66 episodes, we'll hit over hundred this year. We don't have one bad story. I mean, that's how, that's how mm -hmm. awesome I think this is. It's, it's two people. Let's call it. It's like, you know, you have that, you have the institution and then you have our team and we're very experienced. Lisa Hennessy helped launch survivor and run biggest loser, run major franchises. Burton and I ran around the world productions for 10 years. So very experienced producers on one end, you have this other team, amazing team at the university. They know their university. They know their culture. They know the fabric. And so it's really just us two coming together so um, to make the best product possible. Well, one of the things that, that, that students are doing or parents are doing is putting that college list together. You know, I, I, I question the process in that. But when you're putting that college list together, and now here's an arsenal of, of you said you're going to have 100 episodes that people can scan through and they may look for that brand college name and they don't, might not see the one they're looking for. The ones that you've seen, who, you know, what's, what are the ones that uh, are, are going to be the ones to really watch out for, the ones that are really uh, going to get the attention and produce uh, tomorrow's workforce? What are they doing that the others aren't? To, to put them ahead, especially as competitive as higher ed is nowadays. The ones that you Yeah, and I, I guess I only can, I, you know, I can speak to the lens of the episodes that we have produced. Right. Because um, those are, you know, but I, you know, I have stepped foot now on 66 college campuses across the country. I would, and I'd say this is every school that we're looking at. First of all, if my, my, my first piece of advice is try to go to college. <laughs> you know, I mean, you look at the statistics of like that, that college experience is amazing. I think that sometimes it's being questioned in today's market. And I, it's such an important, these are going to be your best friends. This is where you're going to learn about things you've never learned about. This location is going to be a piece of you for the rest of your life. So it's really important to try to go to college. And that can mean community college, trade school, four-year school, master's, all that, but try to go on after high school and get, and, and get some higher education. So from our lens of all the ones we have, I'd say the biggest thing, but this is synonymous across the board. Number one, experiential learning. And I think that that is, you just, you hear it every single episode now. And I'd say that's almost, that's different than from when I went to college. Now they know how important it is. It's not like these universities aren't looking at the marketplace, understanding that someone going to school now is probably going to have 15 to 20 different jobs in their career. Very different than what education meant 20 years ago where you might've had three, right? And so- they're, they are keeping up with that. And I think the biggest way they're keeping up with that is, is like hands-on experience. That's where you're hearing, I'd say it's the biggest probably 
thing that we, we just hear from every university. It's like any degree you're going after, you are getting your hands dirty. And so, I, I mean, I could, some of these nursing programs, they're well, not just. That's keeping the, yeah. that's keeping the kids engaged and hands-on and they actually get to experience something instead of just sitting and getting or having to read about it, yeah. but actually also meeting, meeting the people. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's great to hear. That's, that's a part and, of the high school program. And, and I you know another support interesting is experiential thing, learning. Yeah, totally. Experiential learning. Another interesting thing, a lot of, you know, of course, alumni networks are important and that, and that, where are those internships and where are those, what, what's happening? And there, there's colleges out there that talk about, you know, they're, they'll have that statistics. Who's getting a job after college. Some of them are like guaranteed hundred percent placement. It's really amazing mm-hmm. how institutions are looking at that right now. But we did our first community college uh, about six months ago in uh, Maricopa Community Colleges in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's really interesting. They have, they have a lot of different cool programs, but they had a program with Boeing where you went and get, you get this certificate from this institution, Boeing, which is right there in Phoenix. You're guaranteed a job. Don't hold me to this number, but like 60 plus thousand dollars a year, you're guaranteed a job if you get this degree from here. And I think that's another thing that's becoming really interesting is these collaborations with the business world and the institution itself, just helping really you know, connect those two dots of what happens after you graduate. We all need to get jobs to pay the bills. So it's great. Well, it sounds like the ones that are going to excel, the ones that are, that are, that are doing things differently, thinking differently about how they're going to serve that student. But I would guess the first part of it is them uh, going away from the traditional marketing and recruitment ends to reach out to you, to invite you to campus and showcase their, uh, their institutions and their communities through a college tour. Uh, people want to check that out. Where can they go? Where can they learn more? And uh, even maybe how can they even get involved with that class you talked about? Yeah, absolutely. So the college tour.com, the college tour.com is probably the best place for, cause there you can episodes as soon as they're released, they'll be there first. Um, so that's a great place to go. The class is right there. If you want to w- know where to watch it or download an app, all the information is at the college tour.com, but all your, you know, your big premium places you want to go, you can watch the show on Amazon. You can watch it on Tubi, um, lots of different, you know, major platforms that the show is airing on. And uh, once again, our, our goal is for this to be free and available globally for any young person out there or someone who's even making a career change, you know, or, or trying to, you know, get, get new skill sets. So it's a, it's an, it's an honor to be behind this show and just love every second of it. Well, Alex, I appreciate that we could connect and uh, hear the story about your pathway from the amazing race to uh, producing some, some pretty good, uh, cool television and, and uh, video out there. And especially uh, the ones that are listening to this show, I hope they get a chance to, to tune into college tour and download all those episodes and see what's out there. So you can, Maybe open your eyes to some things you hadn't thought about. I appreciate you being on. Well, thank you so much for having me. Again, everybody, thank you for listening and being on this journey and invite you to subscribe and share this podcast. It's called That's a Job. It's on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The That's a Job podcast presented by Career Adventure Academy, the college and career discovery course. Discover the work you are wired to do. Now go live your career adventure. If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe to enjoy future episodes. Build your career adventure at nateclayberg.com. Production assistance provided by Bill Jordan voiceovers. Visit billjordanvo.com. This podcast is a Need 10 Media production.